Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I don't do this very often, but I think we need to look into our souls and find some empathy for millionaires and a billionaire. Christian Cat hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I've changed. Jeanette, since you were in here last week, I've changed. Uh, you sure? Yeah. I've developed a soft spot in my soul. Okay. I, in some ways, feel badly for some guys that I have a feeling many are going to say don't deserve sympathy. Men who have hit the top of their field. Men who have made lots of money. But men who still have feelings and deserve to be treated like such. We're talking about potential Hall of Famers. And their feelings. I'm here to lend an emotional and supportive hand here on this Thursday on Ken Levick Alive. In the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the, well, increasingly warm and uncomfortable intracoastal, the silent assassin Christian Cat runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And she has arrived back from New Hampshire. New Hampshire, New England, we've established it's in New England. It is Jeanette Javier, the Dominican queen, regaining her throne here on Ken Levicka Live. Any basketball- regaining? Who took my throne? Well, nobody took your throne. You're just sitting in it again. That's what I meant. No, I meant no okay. disrespect. I was gonna say. I meant to, no, be, I, and I didn't mean disrespect because what I'm doing here is I'm trying to be supportive, and That's you right. do, you do, Jeanette, a great job. You're an integral part. Of this show, and I'm sure the state of New Hampshire is sad to have lost you in your latest dalliance uh, in that New England state. So welcome back. Thank you. Yes, uh, I actually learned to appreciate the weather that we have here because it was cold and it was rainy. And yes, foliage is really pretty. I was a leaf peeper. Do you know what a leaf peeper is? I have no idea. Sounds hot. Leaf peeper? No, it's not. Listen to this. Okay. A leaf peeper is somebody who purposely travels to the Northeast to look at the colors of the trees. So they call them leaf peepers? They call them leaf peepers. I'm actually into that. So, and I was making fun of it originally. I was like, people spend their money to look at leaves on trees? Ha 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 ha. No, it's it's no that I knew. It's driving. an industry. Yeah. I will show you the photos on my phone, and it's just a bunch of like mm-hmm. orange, gr- orange, red, ombre, dark purple trees, and it was really weird. Wait, you had never seen anything like that before? All at once? No. Oh wow! It was dry. You know how when you drive down here, I I kind of made a face uh, when I was driving down through here? my. I was like, ew, green trees, how ugly! <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just. Patches of red and oranges mm-hmm. and yellows it's as very you're driving pretty. down. I knew that. that I, I mean, I know that's an industry, and people go there specifically to see the changing foliage, and it is at its its prime this time of year. I did not know, though, they were called leaf peepers, leaf and I peepers. sort of love that. I really love that better than a peeping tom. Yes, a leaf peeper. Mm-hmm. Be that type of peeper, not the creepy kind. And no, there's buses of people who. Are traveling to see leaves. Let me guess, age 52 and older. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Full stereotype with the camera yeah. around their neck, yeah, yeah. fanny packs. 
the grays uh, going up to look at the the uh, trees that are full of color. They they made they me wait flock, for breakfast. The flocking grays, the leaf peepers headed to New Hampshire. Um, I I awoke this morning and I felt gratitude when I looked at the box score last night of the Lakers and the Nuggets, and I saw that LeBron is 0-4 for the first time since his rookie season in the NBA, I said to myself, my God, this man deserves so much better. What is happening to LeBron? What is happening to the Lakers? (laughs) 0-4, how is this possible? This man, Jeanette, has hit the top of that sport. You said in one sentence, LeBron James deserves better. He deserves better than Russell Westbrook blowing layups. Russell Westbrook going 0 for 9. And Anthony Davis looking like he is made of circuits and bolts. Robotic. He deserves better than this. He did not go to the Lakers for this He created this, though. This is his fault. How can you feel bad for a guy who built his situation? Jeanette, I think you're being very, very unreasonable and very (laughs) harsh right now. Okay. LeBron James put his trust, his unfleeting respect onto Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis, who is fluid and effective and dominant as a New Orleans Pelican, brought him to Los Angeles, went to the bubble with this man, and won a championship. Russell Westbrook, oh, he's not efficient. Well, the man was averaging a triple-double, so what did LeBron do? He opened up his gigantic arms, his wingspan, and said, Russ, Come here to Tinseltown. Come home. Come play for my L.A. Lakers. Rob Polinka, damn it, make it happen. And those two men especially are not holding up their end of the bargain. This is LeBron James, who had been to a decade's worth of NBA Finals consecutively. A man who has his four championships. A man who dragged the Cleveland Cavaliers to a title. Goes to Los Angeles to restore a franchise to its former glory and is getting no help whatsoever. Jeanette, I've got to be honest. I feel sympathy for the man. I don't. I believe in karma, and I feel like this is his karma experience right now. His basketball I'm karma. reveling in it. I love it. So wait, you're bathing in this man's misery. Yes. Bye-bye. 0-4, oh, and, four, and mm-hmm. you say Jeanette's thriving right now. Jeanette is thriving watching the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Man, feels like I'm uh Specifically LeBron James, because he thinks he owns the game. He's done he's made terrible decisions. Think not thinking about how big his ego is. And this is a shining example of you are not the king. Get over it. You are not the greatest of all time in the game. Get used to it. Congratulations, you did this to yourself. Bye bye. Well, we see who has character on this show today. Jeanette's off to quite a start. <laughs> then there's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who's going through a divorce, the, 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 the same divorce that forced him out of 11, kind of 11 days of training camp. He no longer attends practice on Wednesdays. What does he do? He goes to support his good friend, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, misses Friday, misses a Saturday walkthrough to celebrate the matrimony of the man who owned his former team. What happens? He comes back to work on a Sunday. His offensive line not doing the job, and Tom Brady is angry. He is angered in Pittsburgh, and he takes out his frustrations on his offensive line. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an ineffective offense, 
First place, yes, but in the worst division in all of football. And there are many who are questioning. After he took a six-second retirement, Tom, why did you come back? Why did you turn your back on your family and on your marriage to come back for this? For this, Tommy, why? We get you're a competitor, but now you look like a shell of your former self. Maybe at age 45, you should have walked away. I feel sympathy, Jeanette, for Tom Brady. I actually have a lot of sympathy for Tom Brady as well. But that's Homer sympathy. I think, Not pure sympathy. like No, me. it's pure sympathy. Absolutely. I think it shows a lot of his character that he wants to play the f- football. He wants to play he the game. He wants to play the football. The football. I was, my, my <laughs> mind went three separate places there. Uh, wants to play the football. <laughs> I'm going to Italy in about 48 You're hours. You're off to a good start. Who wants to know about the football? <laughs> Americano. Um, but I have empathy for him. He is sacrificing the game he loves to go and take care of his family, to try and piece it together. And me, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I hope that these efforts come back and he's able to put everything together for the chase of a ring. Now, what I would say, my response to that would be, you realize he has a million upon million upon million dollar contract with Fox lined up to be their number one in-booth analyst once he retires from football, right? So him coming back for football wasn't exactly the most wise decision to support his family financially, as you put it. No, not only financially, but emotionally. Oh. You know? Oh, I guess. As a kid of, my parents are divorced, I don't want to, like, you know, he's trying to save his kids' emotional well-being, trying to save his wife who's back to her career. She looks fantastic. Nobody's arguing with Giselle. But it's a testimony of his character that this is more than the game of football, of the football. It is about him as a family man. So, I Tom, have empathy. We, we feel great sympathy, great empathy for Tom Brady for different reasons. Jeanette's more so because she's a homer. Me, because I just feel. Because I am a changed man, and I feel. And that brings me to Aaron Rodgers. All this man wants to do is be understood. All this man wants is for the world to know the truths that he has learned through Joe Rogan, Ayn Rand, and uh, Ayahuasca. He knows things. You don't, and he's just trying to tell you. And all he is is ostracized for it. He doesn't know if he wants to continue playing football every offseason. He says, maybe I'll retire. Maybe I'll embark on my new calling as a monk. But no, football pulls him back because all he wants is another chance at a ring and to make Green Bay, Wisconsin proud. But now what has that led him? The betrayal of his former top receiver, Devontae Adams, who, God forbid, wanted to go get massive money instead of playing with Aaron Rodgers. What a sellout. So now, one of the youngest receiving cores in football is struggling. So much so, they lose to the Washington Commanders of all teams on Sunday. And Aaron Rodgers, rightfully so, on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, he was very, very, very blunt about what was going to take place if things don't improve in the Green Bay Packers locker room. Here's Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. I think when the players really take over then you're going to see the possibility of us making a run so when the players really take over I'm not talking about usurping power from coaches I'm talking about we take over we take ownership 
of what we're putting on the field. Now, some of that might be in the plan. So some of that might be, hey, I really want to do this. Offense, defense, teams, whatever it might be. Um, but the other part is taking ownership of your, your daily habits and your routines. Just because we're a young team, we can't just write that off as, oh, they're figuring it out. The rookies are figuring this thing out, and they're going to go through their rookie wall and blah, blah, blah. We need everybody on the same page to make the plays that are possible. We need them Monday to Saturday to put in the time to be ready to play Sunday because there's too many times in a game where there's simple, simple things that just are not being accomplished. How close are you? We hear people talk about, like, different players about their team. Oh, we're really close, even though they may be losing some games. Okay, we're close. We're almost there. We just got to figure it out. Do you feel like you guys are close and it's just one player here or there? It's definitely not just one player here or there. Like I said, it's, you know, 20% of the time. If if we have 50 plays and we have 10 mental uh, misassignments or mental errors, that's 20% of the time. So that's way too high. You know, in the past, we're looking more like at uh, – you know, less than 10%. So it gives us, you know, a really good chance to be successful. 20%, that's too high. You know, that's, you know, that's a, you know, one play a series where you're really making it tough on yourself. So we got to fix that. And whatever that is, I think, you know, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. You know, we got to start cutting some reps. And maybe guys who aren't playing, uh, give them a chance. So we're, we're going to see. We made some changes, you know, last week. We moved uh, Josh over to right right tackle. We moved John to right guard, um, Elton to left guard. So, you know, we're, we're doing some things. Um, and there'll be more opportunities for other guys, like, moving forward, too, especially with our injury situation uh, as we look at uh, this week and see who's healthy. Shouldn't be playing, getting reps cut. That's just a leader right there, Jeanette. That is a leader in the locker room. Don't you feel sympathetic to the man? Oh, so now he wants to be a leader? He doesn't want to, like, talk trash about everybody and make everybody sound crazy for his craziness? Also, I would argue that going on the Pat McAfee show to call out your teammates, where I'm sure these conversations with the receivers probably aren't happening in the locker room, I don't know, maybe that's questionable leadership. But you know what? I feel sympathy for him. I think you're crazy. And in whatever Hiawasha stuff Aaron Rodgers typically takes to feel any form of sympathy for Sir Rodgers. And then there is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, a man who set an American League record this season for home runs, but you know what? Yankees fans are mean. Yankees fans are extremely mean. And this is Andy Martino of SNY, a columnist, and he writes the following. It's not a new emotion to be exhausted by the unrealistic expectations and anger that follows when those expectations aren't met. Even Mr. October felt the weight of it, Reggie Jackson. But even before the Astros swept the Yankees in the ALCS last weekend, the clubhouse and front office had quietly noticed that the external energy surrounding the team felt as angry as it has been in ages. If you're Aaron Judge booed in the playoffs, dazed after setting an American League home run record, why wouldn't you prefer L.A. or San Francisco than the New York Yankees? You won't find any Yankee players willing to offer a, quote, criticizing fan culture in New York, but I'll pass along observations after embedding with the team throughout a difficult month. More than one Yankee player has told his agent this week that playing at Yankee Stadium last weekend was an unusually brutal experience. It was hard for many teammates to believe that fans booed Judge. Even a difficult person, an underperformer like Josh Donaldson, was turned into some 
somewhat sympathetic figure internally by the force of the jeering. In the days that followed, many in the organization were surprised by the tone of fan and media reaction. Rivals were shocked, too. One longtime exec texted to say he was struck by, quote, the irrational opinions on Cashman and Boone. I get that it's World Series or bust, but damn, they're spoiled, end quote. Booing Aaron Judge after what's going to be an MVP season for the man. What is that? What is that? Why wouldn't he want to turn his back on Yankees fans after that, Jeanette? First, go Strohs. Second, <laughs> isn't that I definitely feel bad for him. I feel worse for Aaron Judge than anybody else, even Tom Brady. Because isn't that more of an Aaron Boone situation? His manager that's causing him, forcing him to be in this position? Did Aaron Boone hit 063 in the ALCS? No, but he's with the Yankees right now. Dealing with it, and it's a team sport. The success of the Yankees isn't all on Judge's shoulders. If anything, he gave something to Yankees to celebrate. He is the best player on that team, and he hit 063 in the postseason. But you know what? He's a human, and he has feelings as well. It's okay to feel empathy. It's okay to feel sympathy. Of the four people we just talked about, who is the most sympathetic figure of these potential Hall of Famers? Who is the most sympathetic figure of these potential Hall of Famers? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Aaron Judge, LeBron James. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Who is the most sympathetic figure of these potential Hall of Famers? 888-760-3776. All right, so let's be real for a second. I have absolutely zero th- sympathy whatsoever. I didn't wake up changed, by the way. Uh, that was all that I figured. Uh, Did you enjoy your 15 minutes of being empathetic? It felt weird. It 17. felt very weird. I have no sympathy whatsoever, ever, 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 ever for Aaron Rodgers. Never, ever, 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 He's ever. on the bottom of the list for me. He has been a complete distraction for that Packers team uh, nonstop for the last four years, whether it is threatening to retire every offseason, whether now it's his immunization, uh, I don't believe in that, it's dangerous, um, reading misinformation, going on Joe Rogan and preaching it, just being an overall jackass. Yeah, I have no sympathy whatsoever for Aaron Rodgers. Next. I just don't. So... He can, uh, he can, he can uh, go kick rocks, in my opinion. Or eat the leaves that he typically yeah, does. Eat leaves, eat hiawasa. But not the pretty puke. ones from New Hampshire. Leave those alone. Eat the, the disgusting ones. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure, thinks that uh, leaves changing color is some sign of the oncoming apocalypse, and he'll be on Joe Rogan next month to talk about it. Very nice. Then there's LeBron. There's no way that LeBron signed up for this. I do feel bad because he is so much better than everything else on that roster. But he made the roster. He created that roster. How could you feel bad for him? This is what he wanted. I don't know if it's necessarily 100% what he wanted. I do think he got what he wanted initially with AD. You remember? he was. We were like, oh, the average age of the Lakers is about 30-31. And then he went on Twitter and he was like, yo, watch all these old BBD beeps go play. Uh-huh. Well, what are the old BBD beeps doing right now? Yeah, remember he deleted that tweet too? Yes, <laughs> I bet so. I, I feel no empathy for I him, just, man. I don't know. There's no way you could have foreseen AD's complete drop-off off the face of the earth. Russell, Russell Westbrook was always going to be a project, but he's getting petulant, Russell Westbrook, as well. 
I don't know, all that guy wanted to do was go and try and raise up a proud organization, also get his Hollywood act off the ground. But this is this is tough to watch. And maybe my sympathy for him, because there is some genuine sympathy, is watching what the end of his career might be. He's still putting up okay numbers. Is he as efficient as he used to be? No. Is it not. decent? Sure. Is it enough to not be 0-4? Yeah but he's getting no contributions around him. I think I hate the way he's going out. This seems like he's going to end up going out sad. Sort of like how I feel with Tom Brady. Do we really want to see a Tom Brady back himself into the postseason as an eight, nine win team and get blasted in the wild card round? I don't want to see that. It is so sad the amount of hate Tom Brady's receiving. You are watching the greatest quarterback of all time go down in flames. And you're happy about that? I'm not happy about that. I think some people are happy about that. That's terrible. I don't. It's sad to me. I do have sympathy for it because this is a guy. I respect the competitiveness. I respect wanting wanting to go back to football. Am I tired of him and the the constant Tom Brady center of attention? Yes. I thought the retirement was completely silly, especially when his dad went on with Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio and said, oh, the media pressured him to it. Brother, the media didn't pressure him into doing anything, okay? <laughs> like, chill out. Stop that. But he's got Mike Evans dropping wide-open 75-yard touchdowns. He's not able to move the ball down the field. He is clearly – he even looks bad. I mean, I know it's it's shocking to say like, this is one of the prettiest men who's ever walked the face of the planet, at least from a sports perspective, but – the, the sunken in cheeks. He looks like he hasn't slept. His family situation is clearly wearing on him. Why? How could you not feel some semblance of sympathy for the man? You also mentioned that there's been a list of injuries on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. It's not like he can't play. It's also who's defending him right now on the line. Who has he been able to throw sure. to? And that's not his fault. No, not, not at all. Unless you want to say coming back was his fault. But any quarterback then would be taking that beating. Perhaps though he once Ryan Jensen went down, everybody like that was the fall of it all. That was the dominoes. Now going by your LeBron point though, didn't he ask for this? I mean, obviously no, he can't do he... anything about his old line, but he loses Gronk, he loses Antonio Brown. He's down to really Mike Evans is his most is his most outstanding receiver. They clearly were going to be diminished. Didn't he, in the lines of LeBron, sort of ask for this? No, he asked for that 2021 Super Bowl championship team. That's the team that he called everybody up, all his friends up, and said, hey, do you want to play together? Absolutely. So why continue it? Maybe Giselle was right. What more do you have to prove? What is he trying to prove right now, that he can play till 50? I personally believe that he should have retired after he won the ring with the Buccaneers in 2021. But the fact, of course, I'm not going to be upset. I went from Tom Brady to Kyle Trask. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be happy <laughs> that Tom Brady came back to my team naturally. Even if his legacy is tarnished over No, this? I don't like this part. I don't like this part, especially since it's on my favorite football team. And then there's Aaron Judge. And I'm sorry, but if Yankees fans are going to be upset about being booed and Aaron Judge... And Aaron Judge didn't say any of this, I don't think. These were agents talking to this SMY columnist. But Aaron Judge, yeah, he got booed. Aaron Judge is the best player. He's the best story. He's in line to be a Hall of Famer. I got some pushback today on social media about that. 
I know that he got started late, but his numbers certainly, especially once he puts an MVP on the mantle uh, this offseason, he's in line to be a Hall of Famer. The history that he made during the regular season is no excuse for flaming out of the playoffs and doing so in grandiose fashion like Aaron Judge did. And the, the dude didn't even flirt with batting 100 in the postseason. He was completely ineffective against the Astros, did absolutely nothing. That's that's the nature of it. And what I would say, and Yankees fans, like, there are fan bases, Yankees fans, Philadelphia fans who, ah, oh, booing is our identity. Like, that's lame. No, but not- you just do that to make yourself feel better about yourself and your miserable existence. But... If you flame out of the postseason, get swept by the Astros, your manager is making excuses that in game two the roof was open in Houston, and that is what torpedoed your chances at winning, and your MVP hits 063 in the series, booze are going to come. Like, that's a natural reaction, right? Yes and no, but you also have to respect the man and what he did during the regular season. It's a team sport. Aaron Judge brought a lot of positivity to the Yankees and built history. And to such a historic organization, anyway, nobody's going to mess with the Yankees brand. I think he strengthened the Yankees brand this season. I think it's ridiculous the Yankees fans booed him. When players are anonymously talking about how off-putting it was to see Aaron Judge get booed, though, that seems to be a sign of a larger epidemic in that clubhouse. That's not a good look. You can't handle that? You can't handle that? I don't know. Perhaps perhaps there should be a ton of sympathy for Aaron Judge. He was, from about beginning of August on, clearly the biggest beacon and maybe the only beacon in that Yankees team. We're talking about four potential Hall of Famers who are down on their luck right now. Aaron Judge just got swept out of the playoffs. Tom Brady looks like rookie year Tom Brady trying to figure it out with a team that's clearly not what he signed up for going into this season while going through a divorce. Aaron Rodgers, he wants everybody to know the truth. But he came back, lost Devontae Adams. Bye-bye. Is trying to find some receiver he can throw to where he thinks that guy is going to catch it again any play. And he's resorted to having to go to Pat McAfee to call out these players and basically say, hey, reps are going to get cut if you can't get the job done. Then there's LeBron. Russell Westbrook has forgotten how to play basketball. He looks like a rec leaguer. (laughs) AD can't move, and the Lakers are 0-4 for the first time since LeBron joined the NBA. LeBron's 0-4 for the first time since he joined the NBA's rookie season. This is some hard times for some big names. Fun fact, the two teams that are worse than their conferences right now are the Orlando Magic and the Los Angeles Lakers. Think about that. That's wild. I just looked it up, and I was like, because the Magic are 0-5 right now, and obviously the worst team in the East. Right. Who's the worst team in the West? The Lakers. The Lakers. That's wild. The Magic and the Lakers haven't been mentioned together since the NBA Finals <laughs> no, in 2009. In You're right. In 2009. <laughs> who's the most sympathetic figure of these potential Hall of Famers? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Aaron Judge, or LeBron? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888 760 
3776. Got to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. It's my fantasy. It's the best fantasy. You got to play it. Play it tonight. There is a ton to play, whether it is NFL. There are five different fantasy games out of tonight's Thursday night game, Jeanette's Buccaneers and the Ravens. There also is plenty of NBA fantasy at Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app. And what you want to do, and it's pretty simple, is use the promo code West Palm. The promo code is West Palm. You double your deposit up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy if you use the promo code West Palm. How good is that? So you put in 20, they're going to put in an additional 20. You put in 30, they're putting an additional 30 in. They want you to play, they want you to have fun, and they want you to make money. Win money, have fun nightly with Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code West Palm and get that deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Who is the most sympathetic figure of these potential Hall of Famers? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Aaron Judge, or LeBron? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We will be joined by Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, in just a couple of moments talking NFL injuries. We have a whole lot to do, including Russell Wilson. He just can't stop. You know, I was thinking... I'm going to be on a nine-hour plane flight in in a little bit by tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. Why not do a little Russell Wilson? (laughs) Oh, man. Jeanette's going to get fought. She's going to get fought with on her plane. (laughs) I can't wait for that story. That's Jeanette Javier. She's the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ah, yes, that is true. Ken LaVica Alive on a Thursday. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you'll have the best car buying experience you've ever had at Greenway Kia. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Why is that? Because every dealership says it. And any radio talker you listen to says it. But here's the actual difference. I went through the car buying experience at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. I went through the test drive. I went through the monthly payments, the financing. And I also got to look at their credit clinic. The bankrupts are right there on site. And at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, this is the greatest thing I was told when when I went into Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. There, One of the associates there said, we had a customer, we checked with 42 different creditors. 42 different creditors to find a monthly payment that was going to be comfortable for our customer because the customers are family at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. That's the type of thing that keeps you coming back. That's the type of thing that keeps having you refer Greenway Kia to family and friends. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, it's just they're prime at what they do. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, greenwaykiawestpalmbeach.com. Check out that amazing selection online first before you roll in on Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, greenwaykiawestpalmbeach.com. Who do you feel most sympathetic to out of these potential Hall of Famers, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Aaron Judge, or LeBron? Rogers, Brady, Judge, LeBron. Who do you have the most sympathy for right now? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. 
760-3776. Thursday means Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen, is in. It also means we talk with our good friend, Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, great partner of ours here on Ken Levick Alive. And Dr. Ross, one of the finest at what he does, and that's Fix You Up at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And Dr. Ross gives us a deep dive and a little bit more explanation into some of the biggest injuries in sports. And I actually was mildly horrified this past week, Dr. Ross, when I saw J.C. Jackson's injury of the Chargers, former Patriot, uh, where he dislocates his kneecap and has a ruptured patella tendon on the scale of most vicious and difficult knee injuries to come back from. Where does something like this land? Um, this is up there. This is like number one or number two, actually. Wow. So I think we talked about this before. Um, you know, I keep quoting this study, but this NFL surveillance injury study that was done several years ago where they took several years of NFL injuries that required surgeries and tried to figure out which athletes uh, come back from what injuries the best and the worst. And patellar tendon ruptures, where the patellar tendon completely pulls off of the kneecap, is number one. So it's about 50% of the time these athletes are able to come back to play. Hmm. How often have you seen that, a dislocation of the kneecap? Um, We see dislocated kneecaps pretty regularly in sports. Um, but with a tendon rupture, that's that's pretty rare. So um, at the FAU uh, football level over the past, I guess I'm on year number eight as being their head orthopedic team doctor, I think I've done two or wow. three from football. Now, we usually see these patellar tendon ruptures in, you know, a 40-, 50-year-old person that maybe fell down the stairs or 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 had a injury where they fell and their knee kind of hyperflexed. So that's the most common situation that we see it in practice, but the high-level athlete often can happen. And I think in this injury, I looked at the video and he was going to kind of plant his leg and jump up. And I think just the massive strength that he has in his quadriceps just ripped, ripped the tendon right off of his uh, kneecap. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care with us here. Ken Levick alive. So uh, J.C. Jackson and I saw a report today. I uh, saw a story today about him. Uh, the surgery has been done and the rehab begins so he can be healthy by 2023. Well, it is October 27th right now. Just in your mind, and based off of what you've seen, what are the odds that J.C. Jackson can be back and playing by, by uh, uh, mid-point September 2023? Um, he should be able to. I mean, these things usually, to be functional and carry out daily activities, going up and down stairs, things like that without too much of an issue, that's usually a good five, six months from the injury. But to do explosive sprinting and, and be at the top of his game, um, it's going to be at least nine months. So it gives him almost a year. So I think if he has the opportunity to do it, that should be enough time. When it comes to, I wanted to ask you when it comes to just plain surface, I don't know, have you ever seen a correlation between more injuries with turf than the natural grass, uh, at the college level especially? I think FAU plays a majority uh, road games now on uh, artificial turf. Is there a correlation between more twisty knee injuries or is is that just sort of a 
right now a, a little bit of a of a speculative theory? Um, I think I think the current turf is actually really good. So the the first couple generations of of astroturf that were used in the past, I think we we saw quite a bit of injuries from that. But now nowadays they have I think it's ground up rubber tires that are just kind of spread over the turf surface so that it that you have a little bit more of a give um, similar to grass. But I mean you can get playing fields of natural grass that are bad if the foundation isn't isn't good i mean if you have potholes or or areas of the ground that's harder than others you can see some pretty bad knee injuries that you wouldn't otherwise see if the if the ground was taken care of well so i think playing surface nowadays especially at the high level uh collegiate athletes and and nfl and and things like that i think everything's taken care of very well Dr. Ross, excellent stuff, and uh, the J.C. Jackson injury looked rough. It is really rough, but hopefully he can get back, and uh, he's had all that mess uh, taken care of. Dr. Ross, appreciate it. We'll talk to you Saturday with you, uh, FAU and UAB, okay? We'll see you then, Ken. Take care. All right, that is Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Well, you need to see an expert in the field like Dr. Ross. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we were talking about dislocated kneecaps, I looked over to Jeanette, and she was not handling that particularly well. I wasn't. I just enjoyed my really delicious lunch of <laughs> cauliflower mac and cheese and the fact uh, that I had to, um, the image of a dislocated kneecap. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way he was describing it. Right. Like, oh, you're just doing sprints and there's so much strength that your kneecap just pops. I, um, I, I have never actually thought about, and this is very, very, um, I think, selfish of me and extremely reckless. So, like, every day? Yeah, every, well, every day. But I never thought to myself, maybe at 1230, Dr. Ross going into detail about dislocations and maiming injuries mm-hmm. would, would potentially affect people's lunch. He I never thought about that. painted the picture very well. For that, I'd like to formally apologize, and I want everybody to know I'm not changing anything. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN <laughs> 106.3. Who is the most sympathetic figure of these potential Hall of Famers? Aaron Rodgers, who can't get anybody to th- throw the damn ball to. The Packers are bad, sub-500. Tom Brady... Going through a divorce, looks terrible, only throwing about 6.8 yards per attempt right now. His team is first place by default in the NFC South. Aaron Judge getting booed by Yankees fans after a career year, contract year, historic year. And the off-putting behavior of Yankees fans towards him in the postseason. Or LeBron, who has nobody around him. It is LeBron (laughs) and four people playing the Denver Nuggets. Playing the L.A. Clippers. It's just LeBron at this point. 0-4 for the first time since his rookie season. The most sympathetic potential Hall of Famer out there right now. Rogers, Brady, Judge, LeBron. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's get to the phones. Dory is in Boca. Dory is on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Dory. Hi. I think the most sympathetic person is Aaron Judge. I can't sympathize with uh, 
with the guy from Green Bay. I can't sympathize with LeBron. They're all crybabies <laughs> at any other time. Go off. Um, Tom Brady, I love, mm-hmm. but I can't sympathize with him. He had a great career. He had a great second career. His wife was probably after his great career saying, come on, let's have a marriage. After his great second career was saying, come on, let's have a marriage. And now that he's getting divorced, and now he's looking at, oh, I ruined my life, and now I'm having a bad time at, I can't, I love Tampa Bay, I love the Patriots, can't sympathize with him. And Aaron Judge, I sympathize with because he's an upright, classy guy. Mm-hmm. He's performed amazing for the, for the um, Yankees, and Yankees fans are just spoiled entitled people mm, and that Yankees fan. Facts. So that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. I love it, Dory. That is a good rundown right there. Uh, Yankees fans are entitled. I understand. I have actually been trying to think why the visceral, angry, toxic reaction, and again, that's the word that was used in that SNY column, toxic reaction Yankees fans had. And... I know that they got off to a huge start this year. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, finally the pieces are in place. But if you look at the Yankees, especially that offense, it was never constructed to have success in the postseason. It was not a lineup that suggested that they were going to get on base a ton against good pitching, that they weren't reliant on power. Anytime in the middle of that lineup you're stacked up with Stanton and Judge and you have not helped yourself put on guys, put in guys that, that, make contact on a regular basis? What do you expect's going to happen? That's why I said I think that's more of an Aaron Boone problem. Or a Brian Cashman problem. Absolutely. But I- don't worry. Hal Steinbrenner yesterday telling the, uh, the, the AP and other news organizations, ah, I don't think Aaron Boone's a problem, and I think he'll be back next year. Yankees fans, there you go. Enjoy that. Have fun. But I think that the anger... And I get Christian Cat, the silent assassin, he's a Yankees fan. He said, oh, getting swept out by the Astros. But I don't get why that would make one that angry. There was nothing that indicated you had made up any ground on the Astros, that the Astros don't own you. I wonder if it is Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, season long, is he going to get fired? Is he going to stick around? He's not making the right moves. Uh, They went through that long lull in July where the Rays almost caught him, and there was frustration around that. Maybe Aaron Boone's nonsense in game two of, oh, the roof, the roof being open really hurt us. And he was referencing an Aaron Judge fly ball that got caught at the wall that would only have been a home run in Yankee Stadium. Any stadium in baseball, any park in baseball. I, I just or the the Red Sox down 03 comeback inspirational video that they showed the Yankees before game four. Mm-hmm. But man, you have Mariano Rivera of all people coming out and saying, oh, Aaron Boone should be gone. Uh, this is on the manager. You don't put this on the players. Like that's strong stuff. There is just a visceral, angry reaction from Yankees fans that hasn't been there previously. Is it the realization maybe that after this great season that Aaron Judge had it was memorable, and there's the chase, the home run chase, that maybe deep down in the recesses of Yankees fan minds, they were living in denial. Absolutely. They knew that this team wasn't good enough, but they thought maybe because of Aaron Judge that there was something special brewing. Does that make any sense? Yes, Aaron Judge was making very positive light of a team that nobody enjoyed watching. And they were flawed. Absolutely. They were fatally flawed. 
and you knew it, but Aaron Judge, maybe, yeah, put a Band-Aid on it. Mm-hmm. He put a magical, sparkly, long ball Band-Aid on it. Sure, the Yankees lost the series, but two more home runs, and Aaron Judge is a home run king. Yeah. And hey, we, we separated from the Rays a little bit, and we won the AL East, but again, when you're talking about them compared to the Astros, that never was going to be the Yankees coming out on top. That lineup was not constructed to succeed in the playoffs against that Astros pitching. Uh, Mark messages, when you think about retiring and then you pull the trigger, you mentally check out, even though competition still drives Brady. He doesn't want to babysit anymore. Zen Master Rogers needs to take some of the blame and stop being so narcissistic. Zen Master Rogers. <laughs> LeBron's team still has <laughs> enough talent to make it to the playoffs as a 7 or an 8. The Yankees do not deserve Judge. Judge powered the team to the playoffs mm-hmm. and gets no respect. He wasn't the only Yankee. Mm-hmm. Playing. Sounds like Mark thinks that the sympathy goes to Aaron Judge. I like Zen Master Rogers, though. Absolutely. Aaron Rogers sure is not taking on any of the blame for this. Of course not. Not Look the knockdown his... passes against the Giants. Nothing. Nope. nope, 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 nope. That's par for the course for him. I though. was going to say, that's what's expected. You 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 wanted this man to yeah. be like empathetic towards right. his own team? Right. No. What was me as Aaron Rodgers? I think, I think we should play some weekend warriors. It is the fantasy game that has taken over Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Fastest growing on-air radio game, maybe, on the planet. Oof. Why? Because it's high stakes, baby. $50, 5-0, gift card to Stormhouse Brewing is on the line. That's 50 $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. What are we going to do? We're going to take the top five projected fantasy defenses in all of the NFL this weekend in the NFL. Is it the NFL? Did I say the NFL enough? Yes, it's the NFL. What the is top it? five, it's the NFL. Oh. The top five projected defenses this weekend in the NFL. You are going to select one of the defenses that I name when we come back. So you got to get in now. We are playing Weekend Warriors, Stormhouse Brewing, Weekend Warriors. And the thing is, there's a chance that we don't have a winner this week. Because Jeanette gets in on the action as well. Weekend Warriors brought to you by Stormhouse Bruin. Playing for a $50 gift card and we do it next. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. But 888-760-3776 is how you get in to Stormhouse Bruin Weekend Warriors. We play on the other side. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 1063. Stormhouse Brewing Weekend Warriors. We still got a slot open. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Your chance at a 50 Dollar gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. It'll be a defense edition. The top five projected defenses this weekend in the NFL. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What's on the line? A $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. And it's Stormhouse Brewing. Friday the 28th, it's their Halloween party, DJ, contest, prizes, the Stormhouse Monthly Market, Sunday from noon to 4 p.m. They've got amazing local vendors out there at their location, Crystal Cove Commons, U.S., one half mile south of PGA Boulevard in North Palm, craft soaps, jewelry, clothing, and more. You can bring the kids for a Halloween trunk or treat, plus 
the NFL Sunday ticket, as always. And, oh, yeah, the craft beer brewed on site by the German-trained brewmaster, the food menu, the whole thing, the TVs. And it's not just NFL Sunday ticket. They're going to have the soccer on. This is where you're going to want to watch the World Cup as well. But in the immediate I want you to breathe, plan it out, because Stormhouse Brewing always has something going on. The Halloween party, Friday the 28th, DJ, contest, Mm. prizes, Mm. let's go. Then the monthly market, Sunday at noon until 4, the local vendors. If you like the craft soap, they got it. Craft jewelry, got it. Craft clothing, yep, more right there for you. The kids for the Halloween trunk or treat, yep. But Jeanette's going for the NFL Sunday ticket. She's not there for the trunk or treat of the kids. Negative. She's there for the NFL Sunday ticket. She's there for the beer. Yes. She's there for the food, mm. the pierogies, the whole thing. By the way, in case you were wondering, how did Oktoberfest go at Stormhouse Brewing? <laughs> it was a blast, damn it. Stormhouse Brewing, <laughs> stormhousebrewing.com, Crystal Cove Comets. Half mile south of PGA Boulevard in North Palm at Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. And now we play for a $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. A defense edition. Top five projected fantasy defenses this weekend are as follows. The Cowboys hosting the Chicago Bears. The Eagles against Kenny Pickett and Pittsburgh. The Patriots are at the Jets. The Atlanta Falcons play host to Carolina in an NFC South showdown. And it's the Colts taking on the Washington Commanders. Dallas, Philly, New England, Atlanta, Indianapolis. And we have our participants. Now, because we don't just give things out, we don't have have handouts here on no, Ken Levick No Alive. participation trophies here. You earn it. Yes. You earn it, which is why... The one defense that is left on the board will go to Jeanette, meaning that we might not have a winner this week. And you I know get what? all the beer. You get all the beer. You get all, all the food. All the food, all the trunk or treat, the whole thing. No kids. <laughs> no kids. The trunk or treat, Jeanette will take that. Take the, the kids, candy. not so much. No. But it means we might not have a winner. And you know what? That's too bad. Deal with it. Because <laughs> losers. Daddy Ken here isn't just going to hand things out, okay? I'm not your papa. All right? I'm not Uncle Ken. I'm simply here to try and give you an opportunity to go drink and eat at Stormhouse Brewing. Let's start with Keith and Boyne. He has the number one pick. Keith, you have the Cowboys against the Bears, the Eagles against Pittsburgh, the Patriots taking on the Jets, Atlanta with Carolina, and Indianapolis against Washington. Dallas, Philly, New England, Atlanta, Indy. Who are you picking first? I'm taking the Eagles. All right. Keith is taking the Eagles with the first pick, and appreciate you, Keith. You are on the board. Mark in West Palm with four teams remaining. Mark, Dallas, Patriots, Falcons, Indy. Who do you want? I'll go for the dreaded Cowboys. The dreaded (laughs) Cowboys looking to send a message against the lowly Bears. That is a good pick there from Mark. It's going to be embarrassing, by the way, when the Bears get completely shut down by the Cowboys and throttled the Patriots. Throttled the Patriots. I live for the drama. By the way, I love the conspiracy theory that Mac Jones' interception from Monday night hit the ESPN camera antenna. There's no way that can happen. And what ESPN ESPN came out with a statement that Mm -hmm. said, no, it didn't hit our, our antenna. It was 15 feet above the field of play and met all NFL specifications. Reading between the lines, what ESPN's saying there is, yeah, Mac Jones is that bad. But can you trust anything, though? 
Can you? Aaron, Can you? I I bet Aaron Rodgers is the one who put that theory out there. <laughs> and he's going to talk about it on Joe Rogan tomorrow. Trust no one. <laughs> I read Ayn Rand. <laughs> Ernesto in Boynton. Ernesto, you have the Patriots, the Falcons, or the Colts. Who are you taking, Ernie? They all scrubs. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm going to have to go with. I'm going to go with the proven. I have to go with New England. I, I'm right. sorry. I'm going to have to go with the proven. All right. The Patriots I'm are taken by Ernesto. Well done, Ernesto. Well done. Even though he didn't seem happy at all with what his options were. Tough decision. Uh huh. Oh, they're all trash. Atlanta and Indy, the Falcons and the Colts. There was a lot of pressure on our final listener pick of this weekend's edition of Weekend Warriors, David in Royal Palm. David, the Falcons against Carolina or the Colts against Washington? Hey, Uncle Ken, I guess I'm going to have to go with the Colts. All right, the Colts it is. David is picking Indy. And my dear nephew, I appreciate you weighing in. And that means that Jeanette has the Falcons against Carolina. Okay. Um, That's the one team the Buccaneers have beat, so I'll take it. Real quick, speaking of, uh, Christian Cat, the silent assassin, is a Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. You're a Buccaneers fan. I thought I, I, I made a public statement mm-hmm. on my Twitter account. That due as a direct result of the loss to the Panthers, I am done with the bets. Three straight NFL betting losses with ESPN West Palm teammates for Jeanette that have led her to have to read a love letter to Aaron Rodgers, and it was awkward because she had to. She, not, not written, written by, by you, me. but she had to read it while he was in the process of falling off the face of the earth and that <laughs> team. Uh, then she had to wrap the opening verse of Nelly's Hot in here because... Which I nailed. The Chiefs, you did nail that. That was really well done. The Chiefs beat the Buccaneers, so yes. there was your loss to Theo. And you also lost when the Steelers beat the Bucs. Uh, home Team Tina is a Steelers fan, and... Your bee costume that you'll wear in November yes. during an entire show you know, is still stuck at the Port of Miami. And can we, like... Thanks a lot, Brandon. Can we leave that later? <laughs> because I come back the day after my birthday, and the last thing I want to do is wear a bee costume because the Buccaneers lost. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> rules are rules. Weren't you empathetic in the beginning of the show? Not anymore. Dang it! Uncle Ken is the mean uncle. Uh, but then there's the <laughs> Ravens. And the Buccaneers tonight. I said no more bets. Are you Are you sure? I made a statement. Because it was public. Think of how awesome it would be uh-huh. if Yankees fan Christian Cat had to wear your Jose Altuve jersey if he lost this bet on the Ravens and Bucks tonight. You know what? That'd be really good. Maybe. Maybe. Now. Because the Astros swept them and I might get a ring from it. And Aaron, Ru- Aaron Judge hit 063 in that series. I mean, think how much you could rub it into Christian if the Buccaneers did beat the Ravens tonight. That's a lot of and petty. Wear, and, and don't forget, That's you, a lot of petty. you're already going to get a championship ring if the Astros win the World Series, yeah. and you can make fun of Christian. That's a twofer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're kind of leaning towards high. doing it. I love it. I think you're leaning towards doing it. But he gets to wear that whole outfit, like the jersey oh, yeah, yeah. and the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll dress up like he's about as tall as Jose Altuve, so it's perfect. Okay. You're going to do it? Okay, fine. All right. I'm done. I knew I knew <laughs> she couldn't help it. She's come out of retirement. Wait, now, wait, 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 wait. What happens, what happens if the Ravens win? Since, if- he's, since he's the silent assassin, Christian Cat, I will be reading a statement from him and his agent. It reads as the following. Who's his agent? I don't know. It's a mystery. He's, he's silent. He hasn't told me. I don't know. 
He is an assassin. But he is he has sent me the following press release. <laughs> I, Christian Cat, the silent assassin, do accept Jeanette Javier's NFL bet between the Buccaneers and the Ravens. Okay. When my Ravens beat the Buccaneers, handing Jeanette Javier a fourth straight ESPN West Palm NFL betting loss, you, Jeanette Javier, will dress up as Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I like Edgar Allan Poe. Mustache and all. That's great. Signed, Christian Cat, Silent Assassin. You know what? For the way that he wrote it, the fourth straight loss and the pet, mm-mm, I'm going to make it big. No. <laughs> I'm going to make it big. And don't you dare stink up my jersey because that's the one that's going to get me the ring that I might have to wear next season, too, when I do it again. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Jeanette couldn't help herself. She's back in the NFL betting game. When we return, Russell Wilson just can't help himself either. From being a huge cornball, <laughs> Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.